And joining me right now here on the phone line from the road, this guy does a great job. Yes, with the sons of UCF, he's my good friend Trace Trelko. Trace, how you doing today? Doing well, Mark. Always good to talk with you. What's it like going to uh, the basketball arena and actually seeing big wins against top 25 teams? Surprisingly enjoyable, Mark. I didn't expect this kind of season. Knights knock off uh, then-ranked number 23 Oklahoma, a season in which they have already beaten a top-ranked, you know, the top 10-ranked Kansas team. Uh, This is surprising. Uh, You know, during the non-conference season, I said to some of the folks in Media Row, hey, enjoy watching these wins. I don't know how many we will see during the regular season. Knights now four and five, just two games out of first in the Big 12. But, of course, that's a big log jam. Bunch of teams all, all in that mix. I did not have high expectations for this team. And my question is, wasn't UCF picked to be dead last in the conference this year? That is right, 14th uh, out of 14. And, uh, you know, find themselves now four and five, uh, you know, you might think four, maybe five wins, and you're talking NCAA tournament. Of course, the the last place team is two and seven, so you can say you're two games out of first or you're two games out of last in the competitive uh, Big 12. Uh, for the most part, they have been competitive in these games. Uh, you know, they held Houston to 57 points. They themselves only scored 42 on the road. Uh, and then that opening game, at Kansas State was not particularly competitive. But other than that, they've been in these games, and this was where the roster was almost uh, turned over. You know, 10 new faces on the 17-man roster. So uh, it has been a surprisingly good season uh, for Knights fans that didn't have a lot of hopes going into it. Here's the tough question here with Trace Trelco. You know, when they made the tournament, you could just write off, hey, you got Taco Fall, B.J. Taylor. This team... Who's your guy? Who's who's the, the best guy in this team that you really hype up if you're a UCF fan? Jalen Sellers has come in and, and really made a difference. Uh, he's top scorer on the team. You can also count on Darius Johnson, a returning player. Hmm. Uh, and then amongst the league and nation leader in blocks is Ibrahima Diallo. Uh, he has been a force. The Knights, under Johnny Dawkins, has always been a defense-first team, and their defense has been stout throughout this uh, season. Find themselves now 13-8. and eight. Again, to even be talking about uh, the prospects of postseason would have been unthinkable as we, uh, you know, we're approaching the halfway point uh, of the Big 12 season. What was that crowd like on Saturday? Announced sellout. Uh, so I saw some pockets, uh, some upper deck empties it was you know to me every seat was full for the kansas game and uh, they're averaging more than nine thousand. so you know uh, i i think as the season has moved along uh you know students back uh at various points from breaks uh, they've really embraced they've been uh, full in their sections and uh, visiting teams uh have brought a lot of fans that you didn't see when the knights hosted the likes of tulane or east carolina and the american you're seeing bigger visiting crowds from you know, BYU, uh, West Virginia, Kansas, of course. Uh, so it's it's created a nice atmosphere in the arena. Uh, it, it has a big-time feel uh, that was missing in the American. Do you feel like that's because these fan bases are like, hey, I'll go to Orlando in January and February. That sounds fun. Is that the game plan? I don't know. You know, I, I – 
that's something maybe I should do over the course of the second half of the season is, is chat up some visiting fans and see if they have, in fact, made the travel. I think it's just that these schools in the Big 12, uh, you know, Kansas, for example, has a nationwide following. They move the needle when they're on TV nationally. So, you know, you have alums uh, across the state of Florida, but you just have, in the case of Kansas in particular, Kansas basketball fans. And I think that that is a good bit of who's in the crowd. So I don't know so much the traveling factor. I think we saw in football in particular hosting West Virginia that uh, they sent a lot of people, that, you know, that this is a good weekend destination. I don't know that people travel as much for a basketball game, especially a midweek game, hmm. but I just think the popularity of these teams, their brand awareness, their legacy uh, leads to, you know, more of their fan base uh, existing in the, in the region, and then they come out to see their team where they might not have had an opportunity to see a West Virginia play basketball in Central Florida. We're here with Trace Trucco, Sons of UCF. All right. I feel like Kansas beating them is the biggest moment of the year, but I feel like the runner-up is going to Texas and winning that game and doing the horns down. I can't get that out of my head. How about you, Trace? <laughs> What's so funny is is that the win, which was big, on the road in Austin over Texas, mm. uh, and now with the Knights having defeated Oklahoma, they beat both Texas and Oklahoma, bound for the SEC. Uh, but it got overshadowed, right? It, 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 the story became uh, the reaction of Texas's head coach to the Knights players privately, not to the crowd, not to the Texas players, but sort of horns down uh, you know, in the tradition of what they did with our friends over in Tampa, uh, the Bulls, uh, and, and the coach, uh, Texas coach, did not react favorably to it, uh, uh, kind of took out, yelled at uh, the uh UCF players, and uh, that that went viral then, and uh, not to Texas's credit, uh, embarrassment for Texas. He would later offer, I don't know, sort of one of those half apologies, uh, you know, if you were offended, kind of things. Uh, so the viral moment uh, was icing on the cake for UCF, uh, getting a win at Texas. So yeah, Kansas a signature win, Texas a signature win on the road. Knights back on the road. Uh, Saturday at Texas Tech. This is another top 25 ranked team. And then they go on to BYU. Uh, Knights just with that one win on the road in Texas. So uh, if they're, if they're going to make some noise in the second half of the season, yeah, they got to win on the road somewhere at some point. All right. If I am the selection committee right now, I love the win against Kansas. The win at Texas is big. W- West Virginia, Oklahoma. Does the Stetson loss really hurt UCF? If you're asking today, yes. Um, you know, those other games that you mentioned, you know, losing midweek uh, by a couple of points to Baylor is yeah. not an embarrassing loss. Uh, you know, and losing by a couple of points to BYU, not a bad loss. You look at the Big 12 top to bottom, it just stacked, you know, tremendously. Does it become a bubble issue for them at some point? You know, it, right, if they're four and five in league, you know, five's not going to do it. Six wins is not going to do it. Okay, now let's talk seven to seven, eight. You know, maybe maybe NIT uh, nine. Certainly, they'd be in good shape. Maybe Stetson bites them at some point uh, if they're in a bubble situation. But you know, in this league, you know, when you're looking at a team like uh, Oklahoma State that's two and seven, and they're not knocking the Knights at four and five, and I'm not saying they go four and fourteen, mm. but 
you could just as easily lose these games uh, down the stretch as well. So they've they've done what they needed to do to put themselves in this position at the halfway point. Let's see if that Stetson game comes back to bite them. But if they continue to pick up wins in the Big 12, I'm not sure that that Stetson game will hurt them. All right, let's say you get to about 19. 20, I think if you get to 20, all right, I think you got good chance. You get to 19, 20, that's the ballpark. And I think you got to win a conference tournament game. Would you agree with that? Well, I don't know if I'm looking at it as 19, 20 wins. I'm looking at what it is in league play, and they're four and five. So four more wins puts them at eight and ten. And their net ranking, you know, I think they're up to, what, 67 in the net. And they've got some of those quad win, quad one wins. So I'm looking at it more like that because I don't know that seven wins. I mean, they're not going to win seven of nine, right? Mm. That's that's not likely to happen. So I don't know that 20 is the number. I think four, maybe five in the league. If they can go four and another four and five, put them at eight and ten, or five and four, puts them at nine and nine. I think they're in good shape then. Isn't it just cool we're having these conversations? <laughs> like, <laughs> February conversations about March Madness. Who'd have thunk? Yeah, I, dude, you think about this program, and it's the conversation we've had for a couple of years. Like, man, wait till they get to the Big 12. Then they're going to be Power 5. We're really having these conversations. I think that's what's cool in all this. Yeah. Uh, for, uh, you know, a, a UCF program that's in its first year in the Big 12 that might, in some pockets, uh, look at the football season with some level of disappointment with no high hopes for basketball at all, and this has been surprising. The wins have come as surprises. These are, you know, big time programs in Texas and Kansas. It has been enjoyable. Uh, and it's a fun group to watch. Um, you know, they don't always score as much as you want, but defensively, they give you the effort every night. And again, for the most part, they've been in these games. And if you're watching any Big 12 action, Kansas, Kansas State, Monday night goes overtime. I mean, these games are exciting, they are close, and it's a good level of basketball. You're absolutely right. Let's go to football then. We're here at Trace Trelco, Sons of UCF. I appreciate you coming on today. All right. Can we just get to the football season? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> well, before long, a couple of weeks yet out, uh, it'll be the start of spring ball. So there's that to chew on for a month. No. I need it now. I really do. My question for you is, and I'm laughing. The Senior Bowl wasn't good enough for you. No, I did not watch the Senior Bowl. I did not watch the Pro Bowl. I'll I'll see you at the Super Bowl. All right, we've not talked in a while. What do you think about this new starting quarterback for UCF who transferred from Arkansas? K.J. Jefferson experienced, right? Uh, Longtime starter at Arkansas, has played in the SEC. If you just look on paper, comparing him to John Rice Plumley. On paper, you look at that and you say there's an upgrade in the quarterback room. And, uh, you know, he is smart with the way he runs the ball as well. Uh, and, and I would say a knock on John Rice Plumley is and, and applaud the kid for effort and trying to get a first down, trying to make a play, but he put his body on the line. And my sense is KJ Jefferson is, is, uh, more experienced in that regard and isn't going to do that, but gives Gus Malzahn that versatility he likes and, you know, a quarterback that can move the ball with his legs. So on paper, it's an upgrade and the acquisition of KJ Jefferson 
has really heightened expectations. I am not one to buy into those expectations as much as the fan base has, but I'll say this, Gus Belzon has heightened those expectations as well with this uh, bringing in K.J. Jefferson as well as the other uh, players brought in through the transfer portal, the uh, you know highly touted recruiting class. You look at what the Knights have returning and R.J. Harvey, uh, Kobe Hudson, a wide receiver, and, and some others. That there's, there's hopes here with the departure of Oklahoma and Texas. You know, maybe this Big 12 is wide open, more favorable schedule, seven home games, one road game in uh, Gainesville, and you only go West Coast uh, once to Arizona State, so better than the schedule was last year, a season which the Knights finished 6-6 six and six, six and six before losing their bowl game. So promise of a better season uh, for the Knights, and, you know, hope springs eternal. Everybody thinks their program is going to do better as uh, spring ball approaches. That's right. All right, explain to me the coaching hires and how many offensive coordinators are on the team now. <laughs> well, yeah, you had Darren Hinshaw, uh, right, as uh, uh, you know, as an offensive coordinator, and uh, and then he he's now the quarterbacks coach. And uh, Addison Williams was a defensive coordinator, and uh, he's now considered a co-defensive coordinator. They bring in Ted Roof, who was recently fired at Oklahoma to be the defensive coordinator. Look at it this way, Mark. If on a six and six season in which there's some games the Knights lost on the margins, Baylor comes to mind, the loss at Texas Tech, these are, you know, two points at Oklahoma. Uh, if Gus Malzahn does not try to be active and aggressive in the portal and address needs, if he does not make some changes in his coaching staff, then you say, well, what have you done? Have you learned anything? Now, whether these moves work, uh, you know, that, that remains to be seen, but you can't say, that he's not addressed uh, some of the challenges that the Knights experienced in their first year in the Big 12. Mm. So he's shaking things up in the coaching staff. Again, whether the moves work, I don't know. You know, they had a highly touted uh, portal class last year that underwhelmed for the most part. But you can see Gus Malzahn making moves in his coaching staff, being active and aggressive uh, with the acquisition of K.J. Jefferson and others through the portal. And again, uh, you know, a recruiting class, some best ever uh, for UCF football. He's making moves to put them in a better position to be in, you know, be a contender uh, in the Big 12. So you got to give him that, right? Here's my question for you, Trace. You look at transfer portal, you look at recruiting classes. Should I get hyped by players that won't be here for another year? Like, what should I do exactly if you're a fan of the team? Because I can't keep up with transfer portal and the recruiting classes. Oh, boy, that's an interesting question. I, I think you almost have to look at it uh, like you do professional sports, right? I mean, there are free agency. Every the team that wins the Super Bowl, uh, that team will not be intact, right? There will no. be changes. Uh, guys will leave for for bigger contracts, longer term deals with other teams, and I think you have to make the best of it. It's starting over. I mean, we met, we start off with talking basketball. Ten of the seventeen players there are new. So you're turning over your entire roster. And when it all settles out, that will be the case with football, a high turnover. As much as the returning production as you have, there's going to be, you know, there's going to be a lot of different faces. So at this time in this era of, you know, for us of having seen a freshman bide his time uh, and, and finally work way up to starting quarterback, 
that's gone. KJ Jefferson's a one-year rental, and you hope it tides you over until you're either dip into the portal again or you're one of your your younger players uh, seizes uh, the role. I, I think you're at the end of the day. If you're a UCF fan or any fan, you're rooting for the colors. You're rooting for your yeah. your hometown program. You're rooting for your alma mater, and the players are going to come and go, as is the case in college. It's just speeding it up a little bit, right? So a four year guy, or with those COVID years, fifth year guys, that's just not going to happen as much. It's going to be interesting to me as we move forward in this. Mm-hmm. How many guys stay on the team for four years, get a degree? Uh, versus turning over. I think if you get two years, now K.J. Jefferson, you get one, but you get a wide receiver running back, and you get him for two years and you get good production, I think you're going to like that. My coworker, Eric, he makes the joke, we're going to watch NFL football games, and when they do the player introductions, you know, I'm John Smith, and then the kids are not going to go, UCF, West Virginia, South Carolina. Is that what they're going to do? <laughs> Their intros. <laughs> Is that what's going to happen? Well, when you think about Dylan Gabriel, right? Yeah. He was at one time, let's see if we follow this, see if I even got this right, right? He was one time he was committed to Army, right? Then it was UCF. Then he went to UCLA for a week, I think. Yes. Then Oklahoma, and he's now in Oregon. <laughs> what's that old Johnny Cash I... song, I've Been Everywhere, Man? Yes. That's the Dylan Gabriel story. And he'll graduate from somewhere, uh, maybe more than one program, and... I don't know who he considers his loyalty to. I don't know what his closet looks like and all his merch and swag that he's picked up through the years. See, I understand. You're the starting quarterback of Oklahoma football for two years, and then you're like, nah, this isn't good enough for me. And now I'm out of here. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> we saw it at Ohio State as well. That's what I don't see. That's what kind of turns me off, where no one's good enough for no one. Just whatever, wherever I could play. There's no loyalty, but look, I get it. It's the complete Wild West. Before I let you go, all right, who Trey Strelko, who do you like in the Super Bowl, Niners or Chiefs? One, I hope it's a good game. Uh, I really thought Baltimore was going to make it as surprised at the, the their performance in that loss to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. I guess I'd say uh, San Francisco. Uh, but, you know, Kansas City has, has, has shown that they've been resilient throughout this season and, and they're running the playoffs. I just want a good game. I don't have a dog in the fight. And, um, and so uh, I will pick San Francisco, all things equal there. Are you like Rob Lowe when he was in the stands wearing the NFL hat where you just want go NFL? <laughs> Is that you? Yeah, per, per, pretty much. I mean, no no rooting, no particular you know special interest in this game. Uh, I'd say the, the slight edge on San Francisco because former UCF Knight uh, Kalia Davis is a member of the San Francisco 49ers, so he has a chance to, to get a Super Bowl ring, and I'd be happy for him. All right, I got a bonus. I know you're on the road. I appreciate coming on. We're here with Trey Strelko, Sons of UCF. And I will get you that NFL hat like Rob Lowe, where he wore it at the game. (laughs) All right, my dad has gone to, I think, three different UCF games, and they've won every single time. I feel like his birthday's coming up. He's turning 72. There's a part of me, I think I should buy him season tickets to UCF, and he should go all in as a season ticket holder. What are your thoughts? Oh, I love that. That's a great gift for him. That's tremendous. And you should take him to Gainesville for the road game. Oh, yeah. At Florida. Yeah, I I think we should do that. I think what needs to happen is on his birthday, we should go all out where Nitro and the cheer squad show up to his house with the tickets. We're going old school and make it happen. 
Well, you, I, I believe that it's possible to arrange that for a stipend. Yeah, and I want – here's what I want. I want physical, actual tickets. I don't care. I don't, I care. don't think they do that anymore. I want them. <laughs> See, I miss – don't you miss that, getting the actual physical ticket? I do. Yeah, you're talking about someone that's got a, a box of all those old tickets from – Various games and press passes and things like that. So yes, I agree with you. Yeah, so you're gonna have to you're gonna have to print those out yourself. I'm gonna, I don't <laughs> care. I miss having the actual ticket. Now you know where tickets go. They die on my iPhone, where it's the wallet. <laughs> <laughs> They're expired, <laughs> and I forget I have them. That's what it is. Sons of UCF. What can we check out this week, buddy? Sons of UCF. We will be live on Thursday at eight, uh, streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, talking about the week that was in uh, UCF sports. Uh, looking ahead to the start of softball, uh, the basketball game on Saturday. You can catch the Sons of UCF podcast wherever you get your downloadable content, and check out Sons of UCF YouTube channel. I've got a lot of softball interviews up there for Media Day, as well. I co-host around the kingdom with a friend of ours, uh, Eric Lopez. So. For all your UCF content, check out sonsofucf.com for the website and YouTube channel, anywhere you get your downloadable content for audio. And uh, join us Thursday night at 8 for Sons of UCF Live. Trey Trucco, thank you so much for your help, and have a great day. All right. Thank you, sir.